0: A study carried out by psychologist Michelle McQuaid earlier this year showed that 65% of respondents would be happier to see their boss fired than to get a pay rise themselves. Hello, my name is Stephen Norton and you are very welcome to the Good Boss, Bad Boss podcast episode 2. Thank you for coming back to listen as we explore the good, the bad and the ugly behaviour of bosses. As you know, bosses have a massive impact on our lives and in this podcast, our guests share the experience they've had of the good and bad bosses. I guarantee this episode will entertain you and also raise a few talking points. My guest this month is Lisa Smith, a leading millennial and Gen Z expert, as well as being founder of Engage Smith, a company that guides organizations in engaging and retaining talent in a very challenging world of the modern multi-generational workforce. During our conversation Lisa opened up for the first time about a situation that ultimately became a major driver for her in her career and she explains herself the effect that had on her. She speaks quite frankly about the effect bosses can have at the end of our conversation and she certainly didn't pull any punches which I really admire. I'm sure you'll enjoy this Good Boss Bad Boss podcast episode two. (laughs) Hello Lisa, you're very welcome to the Good Boss, Bad Boss podcast.
1: Thank you, thanks so, for having me.
0: Yes, and uh, thanks for inviting me to your house, your lovely living room and on your soon to be exited couch. <laughs> Which um, my
1: neighbour will be only delighted for. <laughs> I think it's
0: a beautiful grey, but there you go. <laughs> um, uh, we're all different and we all butter our toast differently, isn't that right? That's
1: com- we've, we've, we've already been there, you know, it has to be cold toast with lovely bit of butter that doesn't melt, has to be.
0: I'm a hot toast with melted butter person. <laughs> we know that now. So now that we've sorted out the big issues. Yes. Uh, we, we want everybody on the Good Boss, Bad Boss podcast to uh, know who you are first, because some of the people will not have encountered you before. Some of them will be very familiar with you. Yeah. So bear with us. If you already know what Lisa does, bear with us. But we're just going to talk a little bit about you. So tell me what happened after you took the school tie off.
1: <laughs> well, I was still playing football. So um I was really really big into sports when I took the tie off I don't think you know I remember back in the day my parents used to lock me into the the bedroom just to study because I was so much on the road playing playing the sports but I from that moment started to think that you know what I'm really young I'm on a senior squad and these women and I don't really have much in common because I clearly can't go in and have a drink after the games um and I started to see that there was a real natural flair for working with people in an older generation. So out of that then I was This really is on the
0: on the Dublin senior squad, yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah. So were you?
1: I was sixteen. I was very, very young. Um, which is really, really great obviously for winning two All irelands and, yeah. and having those achievements. But at the same time I I did choose sport over a lot of things when I was very young. And so I missed out on a lot of things too, which I should have you know, being able to do at 16, 17, and 18. Like yeah. Your first time going drinking, <laughs> your yeah. first time going to goes. I remember going to the first Wesley in a tracksuit. I mean, things kind of haven't changed since then, to be honest.
0: <laughs> You're not still going to the Wes, are you?
1: No, I'm not going to Wes, <laughs> but it's very hard to get me out of a tracksuit these days.
0: Oh, very good. And, and so so, what was your first job or where, where did you go after? My
1: that? first, like most people in GAA, is in the banks. Oh, really? <laughs> um, I don't know how, but I used to be mostly out on the floor talking to the customers when they used to come in and I was such a chitter chatter so the chances are someone would come into the bank to do a very quick lodgement and they're probably be there a half an hour later yeah <laughs> so and then I remember getting promoted to oh my god you can go behind the cashier and it was so exciting they trust me to go and handle other people's money um so I did that for a whole summer but then once we got back into sports it was it was very much just a part-time job then
0: right okay. But it was with AIB AIB
1: yeah. was they, they took me on they were brave enough to take me on back then. They're, they're back and brave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's their thing now. Uh, after the experience of working with you,
1: of course, <laughs> absolutely. I don't know how many people got wrong lodgements or whatnot, but they left the place happy. That was all that matters.
0: And you, th- th- where did you go after you were uh, after AIB? So yeah. you you won two All Irelands, by yeah. the way. We have to say that that's first of all massive achievement. So. At the
1: calves to prove that, yeah, definitely. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, we usually get medals. <laughs> She's that's a very country thing. <laughs> what did you win? <laughs> I won two calves. <laughs> okay, no.
1: My dad has the medal somewhere. All so, oh, right, very yeah.
0: good. Yeah, and so you, you, uh, so you. What age did you leave the kind of the football team? I had no behind? choice
1: um, to leave, actually, uh, due to injuries. So right. I had to exit my whole sports career at seventeen. Um, so oh. it was very very tough for me. Yeah, seventeen, very very tough. Okay. So right. you go from training seven days a week, um, it literally becomes your family, and then one day the carpet's just wiped under your feet, and you're like, you cannot put a pair of football boots back on again. Right. So okay. what do you do with all your time? What do you do? You know, so that's really where I got into psychology and, and understanding the mindset, because I think at 17, having that was probably the toughest the toughest thing that I've ever encountered.
0: Right, taken away. Apart
1: from the bad bosses, that's what we're going to talk about.
0: Yeah so uh, yeah speaking of bosses so Mm -hmm. jobs you've had or places you've worked you what type of what type of organizations have you worked in?
1: Very diverse ones um so I started off working in a wine company can you believe it I used to be um the lady on the phone that people used to to put the orders in I loved that job because I loved the people and probably one of my best experiences was that boss in that in that Right. It Feb Wines actually in Sandyford, okay. um, and I'm still talking to that guy Paul today and we still have so much fun but cool. he allowed me to be really me which yeah. you, you know customers would call in and request to have me because they'd know that they'd have more than uh, just an order coming through but a chit chat so yeah, yeah I really started to enjoy the different types of personalities that I was encountering on the phone and it's very hard to do but I used yeah. to love it
0: cool and so wine shop where else
1: and then from that um because my injuries fell into play that was that was around that time i started to do psychology on the side and um, and then i went from my first ever multinational job which was in the dell corporation so okay. that was like a big change for me that was like going from a small business or the previous aib where i was allowed to mess um, my personality was very at the forefront of what I was yeah. doing to then becoming a I suppose a fish in a big pond because yes. there were so many Um, and how do you stand out and, and how do you how do you I mean even on a football pitch that's easy to do because that's just your job that's what you yeah. did but when you find yourself with thousands of people very like-minded you know how do you how do you really bring the best of yourself out and that's really mm. where you lean very heavily on the bosses or as we call, leaderships
0: yeah yeah so it's leadership now yeah we don't with boss is an old term but yeah. it, it's still it's still what people say i love it though yeah i think i, mean, I think if you do boss. it
1: right you're definitely a boss and you can own the boss but if you're claiming to be a boss and you're not doing it right Eddie here i have no interest <laughs> no interest
0: and so you were in dell and then you went on so to so what age are you when you're in dell in and around i was so this 18, is into the big pond probably like 18.
1: 19 um And then I started to get, like, no surprise, everybody out there who has a LinkedIn will have job offers coming in on a regular basis. Um, And I went for a job interview with a bigger corporation at that point, which was Salesforce. Um, Massive place, yeah. Huge. And I think one of the things that was really exciting about that was the transition from going from Dell to Salesforce wasn't very pleasant by any means, but... An innocent 19-year-old who excelled very, very well in Dell, by the way, Mm. um, didn't realize how big Salesforce was. So I wasn't intimidated by the move. I was very much the girl that's, ah, look, it feels like I'm playing a game of football. I just get into the mode and then I go into that play. But to get that job and then to feel and have people say after, oh, my God, you work for Salesforce, you kind of get, whoa, I didn't realize Salesforce was so hot hot at the moment. So it was a really good booster.
0: Brilliant. And Salesforce then, where did you head after that?
1: After Salesforce is where I went on my own.
0: Right. Okay, and straight away. So Straight what, away. How long, straight away. You went, how long are you on your own now?
1: So I'm nearly, I'm, I was, I was basic. I'm nearly five and a half years on my own now. Right. Um. But I went to limited company four and a half years ago. Very good. Because throughout the first year, I made a decision to go and get myself assessed which was the best yeah. thing I've ever done. I know we speak about that on regular events and it, it really has taken off. And a lot of people are very interested to hear about that. Um, and that's something that I do now on people yeah. because I find it such... I suppose the light of the aha moment that I had in my career was going off and doing that on myself right. because of some experience that I had that weren't so good. Um, some of them were good, but some of them were very bad. And yeah. I wanted to get some answers. Was it me? Was it my attitude? Is Am I am I setting myself up to fail? Am I going in and and not being nice person? Um, and yeah. for someone who's if you remember back in the AIB days and the football days, an absolute chit-chat box just can't get her to shut up. Yeah. Um, loves being around people who are very like-minded and then all of a sudden just having a challenge and thinking, wow, people may not like me. Why are people perceiving me in the way that I that I just I just amn't. What's 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 happened to me?
0: But you were mature enough to kind of go, hang on, there might be something about me and it's not just all about them.
1: And that was the psychology. That was yeah. genuinely the psychology. And there's not enough people, younger kids especially today, that like, will actually say, you know what, I want to go do that. Cause to them, it's like, why should I go get myself self assessed? Yes, like where yeah. does the problem lie? And I think until you know yourself, which is part of my massive message that I'm doing in the last few years you know you have to know who you are first before you can expect anybody to invest in you number one and uh, right. number two is know your worth for the first time and you're going to come across so many challenges from intimidation uh, bullying in some cases you know you have to give yourself the best equipment to be to be in place for them and, and yeah. to handle them
0: cool so that, that probably leads us on to so what the hell do you do
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the that's the question everybody asks <laughs> because it, it does get a little bit complex and a little bit kind of there's a lot that I do, but my main focus is around the people area of businesses. Right. So when we look at businesses today, there's obviously three massive diameters, which is you have to have a product for, for to sell, mm-hmm. um, you have to have a process which makes everything streamline and you can see your revenue. But the third thing, which I think is the most important, is the people. And that's really where I fit in. So, what I actively do is I research for this generation that's coming in.
0: Okay. Um,
1: I, I, I always, I always flag myself about the Lisa Simpson moment about the Trump being, yeah, the the president. And I'm like, I told you, millennials is going to be a hot topic, and <laughs> here we are. But ultimately, as I work with a lot of corporations to make sure that they adapt to the changes of these people coming in, so that's basically our number one.
0: Yeah, so basically, we've we've large corporations now who um, are the the managers and senior managers are more like my generation, which is, uh, I believe, <laughs> Uh You know, it's after it, gen, gen X and and yeah, that. Mixture. And whereas now we have millennials mm-hmm. who are taking. Is it about forty percent of the workforce at the moment? I think it's in and around about something seventy three. Oh Jesus! There you go. <laughs> Close, Steven. That's how quick statistics change. <laughs> You could have just went with me. <laughs> yeah, nobody's <sorry>. going <laughs> to Google that. I know it's so there you go. They're 70, 73%? Right now, yeah. Oh my God. Right, there you They're go. They're
1: higher in, in Dublin, in Ireland, than they are really? worldwide. Yeah.
0: That's amazing. So basically what you do is you help businesses kind of uh, navigate the intergenerational, you know, kind of, uh, yeah. I don't want to call it a conflict, but, um, you know, help, help marry the generations together.
1: Yeah. And our number one thing that we focus on is managers right no surprise yeah. um and that goes back as we get on to the topic about bad bosses you can see why i'm heavily pushing yeah. on that being high importance so a lot of it is you know i may go in and i may assess from my expertise and somebody might say look you know paul because paul's here today paul
0: eating all the trick-or-treat sweets <laughs> <laughs> uh, that were brought to this house <laughs> Good man, Paul.
1: <laughs> She's not going to be happy when she comes in later. Yeah. No, um, Lisa's
0: daughter is going to be sweet less.
1: Oh my God, that's okay. She <laughs> can hold on to her teeth, so I'm happy with that. Um, yes, yeah, so I, I really heavily lean in on, look, where's the empowerment? Because there's so many kids today that don't know who they are. Uh, they have no idea what they want to do. And the responsibility, unfortunately, lies with corporations. So if they're, if, if they're going to take that responsibility, then they have to look at their... That their management team first and foremost
0: yeah because a lot of companies now they try to be all things to their employees it's yeah. it's you know it's kind of funny really because but if you go back to the you know kind of 60s and all that the companies had company days out and yeah. there was very big family oh we're one big family in this company yeah. and then it kind of got away from that where like it's just a job and now it's nearly a bit back as like well we're one big family and we're a, they don't call it a family now that they call it a community
1: yes Oh my god, the community word. Yeah, oh, so god. I love it and hate it.
0: You know, they're try they're trying to kind of be all things to people again, but what do people want is is a question in you know, you see some people kinda of go, well, nine to five will suit me and I'm gone. That's all they exactly.
1: want. Exactly. And that's what we do. That's essentially what I do is is tell them what they want. Because, you know, you talk to me about millennial and everybody I mean, I can't even walk into the local shop anymore without somebody saying, you're the millennial woman. The yeah. That what happens, but... Um, what is a millennial I'm just for anybody I'm not a millennial woman <laughs> because I actually talk about today's generation. I never use yeah. the frame millennials because right. um, I think more and more as we go through this globalization, they're all forming into one. Yeah. So why should we
0: it's all have imaginised.
1: a stereotype? But as I researched this term of millennials, which is somebody who's born between 1980 to maybe 1995... But again, it depends on the family home because yeah. I come from a family of five kids and there's seven years between the five of us. Yeah. Yeah, seven years only. <laughs> um, but my brother would be classified as a Gen X. Yes. If you looked at it on paper. And then us twins who are the youngest would be obviously millennials. Yeah. But out of us, he probably has the biggest attitude of millennial than any of us. Right, yeah. Because he's been... We all grew up together. So we all have the same morals, the same values and the same whatnot. So you're
0: influenced by who you hang around with, basically. Basically, yeah. Yeah. So
1: I like to remove the phrase millennials where I can and when I can, whenever I'm doing talks. I'm glad to hear
0: you say that because I've always kind of uh, thought it was overdone and that we're just humans and that everybody, everybody went on about those damn pesky kids.
1: But it was great (laughs) four and a half years ago because nobody knew what it was. Yeah. So everybody started to see Lisa as the millennial woman. But yeah. now I'm like I don't want to be the millennial woman anymore. I'm talking yeah. about today's kids and and yeah. you know it was it's great for that. It certainly helped my brand. It helped me get my message out. But you know times have changed in the last four and a half yeah. years. And and, and now we have I like I Gen one. yeah. They're, they're,
0: and they're I don't know when they're born. When are they born? <laughs> they're
1: born, they're 1994 onwards. So
0: right, yeah. yeah so. <laughs> so they're hitting they're hitting the market now. Yeah. You're you're able to go go down way. to your stores and get an iGen. No,
1: <laughs> no, but it was true though. I mean I've I've been in most of the colleges already you know helping them with their attraction pieces for these kids yes there is there is slight differences differences but that we're seeing but um
0: and you're doing research constantly with with uh with young people about you know questionnaires in relation to what they're looking for and surveys and you're you're building a database of what what all of these things are yeah
1: absolutely as well as looking at people in sports worlds looking at people from different backgrounds that we're just not stereotyping one all yes yeah. you know so cool. that's really what what I really am focused on is just to try and get the right message out number one yeah um, because as I just alluded to you you know someone say well, there's one stereotype of millennial yeah I've kind of identified five um, really and it's exactly what you just said which is I have a twin sister and we're like the polar opposites but there's 24 minutes between the two of us yeah now like I'm at a different life stage than she is so if you try to talk to the two of us the same yes you probably fail on both of us so looking at people's life stages is really 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 important
0: brilliant okay and so you're working with leaders to help them navigate through this yeah and it will be a constant thing because there'll always be something else coming along and really it's 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 not about the the it's not about the labels it's more about actually how do i deal with a new crop of people coming up regardless
1: yeah exactly
0: and and the millennials of today will be just as lost as the leaders of you know the millennials today when they're the leaders yeah we'll be going well I don't understand what do I do here how do I talk to this next generation
1: more and more of this become a problem because there's a lot of egos that's come into place in this generation yeah and I can say that because I'm the expert (laughs) and I can get away with it but the biggest challenge I have when I meet people in that age category is ego and so right. titles are starting to in come. In which age, Carly? Just In there. millennials and gents. So right. today's generation. Ego. Yeah.
0: Fragile egos or big egos? Yeah,
1: big egos. Really? Big egos. I want that title, but I don't know how to execute okay. that title, um, which is going to cause a massive problem.
0: Yeah. You know. Do you think they want, they want a lot quickly?
1: They don't know. They have to be educated on what it's... They, they have to learn and be taught what the reality is. Right. Because they don't have a reality. These are a simple analogy i can give you is you know sports day you know you and i remember when we used to do sports yeah. day for a second and third people places got medals yes people today get medals for just participating yeah so you know what's the reality like out there and having that transition to your mom and dad telling you that you're always a superstar you're fantastic you're the yeah. best um you know to then go into a reality world where you're not maybe the best.
0: And there is adversity.
1: and Exactly. And
0: there is disappointments. and These guys uh, can't handle that. If you're not exposed to it earlier on, it actually, you know, they say that y- it hits you harder later. Oh, it's,
1: it's And that's why we're seeing turnaround in, in jobs. That's why we're seeing it so, you know, when it, I was on Matt Cooper talking about eight yeah. months on average with these guys and it's getting lower. Like it yeah. is actually getting lower and that's really scary. And the only reason it's getting so quick of a turnaround, which is costing businesses so much money, is because they haven't a clue what to do with them they don't know yes, how to manage yeah. them they don't know how to give them a reality of, of what their expectations are and it's very costly on businesses oh, i mean when you massive. look at the
0: cost of hire if they're doing that all huge yeah. absolutely Graham, we're kind of gone off to it's just interesting so it's a, <laughs> it's it's good for people to know know what you do and yeah. um, why you'll have a special insight on the good boss bad boss thing. yeah so you know you've been in the working world but mm-hmm. like not for ages when you when you think about it, you, have you been an employee? Like, mm. I mean, you were an employee from the age of what, sixteen, to yeah. what?
1: Five years ago, 26?
0: 20, yeah, that's n- like you. That's barely.
1: And then I became a boss. That's the th- that's <laughs> the
0: thing. And you you propelled yourself to being a boss, yeah. which is which is interesting. Now you were you were a boss in in Salesforce and places like that. You did yeah. have people reporting to you and that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So. You know, you had the experience in the corporations, but then, you know, I mean it's 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 a different thing to somebody who spends thirty years in in a bank yeah. and they've had loads of different you know, so this is a different experience, which is why I was interested in talking to you because you're you're out there now kind of uh, helping people be good bosses and hopefully eliminating some of the bad bosses. Yeah. With definitely. It, with a very different angle on it. Um so let's get down to the grit. Let's get into the juicy bits. Yeah, yeah. So being a boss, mm-hmm. firstly. Mm-hmm. What's that like?
1: Um, it's great.
0: How would you describe your boss-ness?
1: See, I, I, I joke because so many people would know the hashtag boss thing. Um, yeah. And I have a few did, that's yeah, been I named. That. Yeah, some named after boss me. Boss bitch. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> bitch and boss actually. Oh, bitch
0: and boss. <laughs> oh shit! I got that wrong. And I think that other way around.
1: <laughs> <laughs> boss bitch sounds I think bitching is better. That's, bitching that's boss
0: bitch bitching is good
1: yeah but then you're a psychologist so you look into it you're like what do you mean yeah. by bitching you know so um, i think it's meant in the whole
0: that's sick yeah that's just she's cool yeah which is good for anybody who's listening yeah <laughs> that's what that means nowadays cool i like that <laughs> that's
1: good um yeah no for me the boss <laughs> the boss thing holds slight hardship with me okay. because of my experience so when I mention boss, I have to look at it a very lighthearted way, yeah. but the meaning to me is, is, is somebody that hopefully inspires somebody. That's, okay. that's what my definition of boss is, which is not what a lot of people think.
0: Right. Okay. So and that's, that's
1: just from hardships from yeah. my experience. Yeah.
0: So you, you, that's what you feel your role as the boss is to inspire people. Only. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay.
1: And bring, or bring out the best of people.
0: What do you find most challenging about being a boss?
1: Um,
0: being in charge yeah
1: you, you know it, it's it's not like you want you want evidently obviously you want people to work with you and and see your mission and believe in your mission and, and yeah. everybody's you know on the same train as such but you will encounter different personalities you will encounter you know I know for a fact and I still today you know even if I'm on stage and somebody says something that's funny I have to try and hold it in because I'm such a giggler or I'm such yeah. a messer. So it's about how how do you get that balance right that when you have a serious message that maybe don't laugh lisa it's, it's <laughs> not appropriate but yeah. it, it, that probably is one thing that i have to kind of just make sure cuz i'm still just a big kid right ultimately.
0: okay and um you've you've be, you so you, you've had employees for the la- for the f- four years or yeah. five years have yeah. you yeah so you, and you plunged straight into that do you feel working for yourself it's a bigger responsibility Definitely. being being the boss
1: oh my gosh, like you think of, um, you have, you know, you have young people that work with you and what are you doing on a Friday? What are you doing on a Saturday? It, ultimately, the responsibility is on you, what they're doing on the Friday and what they're doing right, on yeah. the Saturday. So, you know, I would always, I remember my first few years in business, it was like the most challenging few years, but people don't realize that, you know, and I, I spoke about this actually at, at the last event, is you're the last person to be paid because yeah you have to put other people before you um, and there's some bosses out there who pay themselves first and then worry about the employees but yeah that wasn't my strategy and that was never my my approach i just was so excited that people actually believed in what i was doing and yeah. that was my way of of making sure that they had a life and maybe sacrificing my own a little bit throughout the way
0: yeah okay cool right down to the meat mm, okay the juicy ones. so here we go bad boss share with us a story of uh, an experience you had with a really bad boss. Do not mention names. No. Can't afford that.
1: No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not.
0: But uh, talk to us a little bit about the context and, uh, you know, what happened and, and what impact it had on you This is and, s- w- and why it comes to mind. Because I always think that's the funny thing. If I say to anybody, tell us about a bad boss. I mean, you know, you can't tell me what you had for dinner three days ago, but you can tell me about the bad boss. Of
1: course you can, because it's hurt you. If something's hurt you. It's an emotion. And we yeah. remember things that have really hurt us most yeah. than we do Absolutely. the good things. Um yeah, so I mean, I've never spoken about this. This is something so that an exclusive. It's definitely exclusive. Um I always have a really strong motto in life that if you've got nothing nice to say about somebody, don't say it.
0: Um That's half this podcast gone. <laughs> I
1: know, yeah. Well I'm I'm taking <laughs> the barriers down for you, Steven. Because <laughs> you're not gonna let me. Um and the other thing is three people how you want to be treated that's like yeah. that's one of my biggest strengths and and I, I do that as a kid I've always done that so when I found myself in a situation um with a boss as such or a bad boss um it became extremely it affected me terribly to the point where <laughs> you know you kind of just say look right and still today when people say look negativity comes with being on your own or being an entrepreneur or doing something different but a lot of times the results or where it stems from is from intimidation so just to be mindful before i do give you the juicy bits of of this gossip is um i have been very successful in in my career i've won awards that nobody has won in Ireland before and 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 whatnot so I've I've certainly earned my stars and earned my keeps in in my own perception but what's happened is a lot of people tried to take that perception Um, and when you get called in from an HR team to be notified that it's come to their attention you're being bullied that's at a whole different level right of it so you know do I look at that and I think That's my fault, which I did when I was younger. Mm. Um, Do I look at it differently now when actively of what I'm doing for a living? Yeah. I certainly do. Um, Do I put it down to leadership and the empowerment? 100%. Do I think it was correct? No. Um, And I think that's definitely, for me, I could have most definitely 100% gone down a road that could have benefited me financially okay. yeah. you know because okay. of how severe it was. Uh but I I think one of the strengths that I look so even though it was a bad boss experience, it's probably the most beneficial experience I've ever gained, which mm. was I definitely took the higher road. And the higher road was back to my morals, which is I don't believe in doing that. I think I want to leave this chapter behind and I want to just go on and inspire people in the right way. And I certainly don't want to do what these people have done to me. So yeah um that would be definitely my ba- my bad boss experience it was okay. an awful one
0: so i'm gonna you, you talked a lot about it there about the yeah. aftermath bit yeah. and the kind of we, we're i'm Go as on. a listener we're guessing here but give Go us on. a few specifics in relation to so tell it tell us about like what 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 made the boss so bad you know and wh- when did you know hang on this situation isn't good
1: i had uh peers um who were actively trying to take me down publicly Right. Um, and the boss allowed it to happen, in actual fact. But okay. the boss um, never really protected me the way it should. I really took that energy and, and started to work on younger people. No surprise. Um, so when I went off and did a, a, an actual a pilot internally that, are, by the way, is still being used today. Yeah, so it was yeah. active. So it worked. Um, but because it was working, I was being targeted Terribly from peers. So Um, you were having success? Very much like probably over success. That became so intimidating for people that I felt the boss should have really stood in, should have really protected me. The business as a whole should have should have really stopped what was happening. It didn't. It got to a point where Did the boss know? Yes, one hundred percent. Did you have a conversation? Yes, I had a conversation with with the boss. What Um, did they say? You know, she she couldn't help what other people were doing. Right. So that to me is just the lowest of, of, of the lowest. When you're looking at a young talent who's sitting in, fr- in front of you, emotionally upset, um, allowing these people to to affect her outside of work as yeah. well, it it, it it became very, very, very tough.
0: So this is, so you actually did raise it. The boss went, "Can't I can't help with that. That's not my job.
1: In actual fact, the, the, the boss made my life a little bit tougher um, because there was some deals that I was working on that um, was with people and fellow people in the UK and I I got word from the guy in the UK that the deal had come in um, however that call went into my boss then after but she decided to give that deal to somebody else unknowing that i had the conversation so i could see what was going yeah. on and, and and you know there's a lot of money to 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 that person but i worked yeah. on it for eight months and it was a big deal of mine so i felt very much was adding fuel to the fire and that was one of the phrases that was used right. throughout my transition yeah. so
0: and and did this go on for a long time
1: yeah like but i'm i'm again i'm, I'm kind of that person if you know me that you know i i always talk about people will always have negative to say about you but it's what you do with the negative um yeah. And I really <coughs> started to see that there was an opportunity for me to understand younger kids and younger talent. And yeah. um, I just really put all my energy into, into the next generation coming true and, and try to support them and train them um, that they were aware of what was going on, but they, ha- they could handle it very differently than I did. So I tried to really, to try and see the positive around. about it. Yeah, I really did. But, yeah. you know, you can't mess up black and white. That was, that was an absolutely horrendous experience.
0: And it obviously stays with you now. So, I mean, you, well, we'll get on to the learning in a, in a, a little while. Yeah. So then if we look at the, at the flip side in relation to good bosses then. Yeah. So, you know, you're obviously positive because everything I said there, you kind of had a positive to finish with. Always. <laughs> yeah. Always. So tell us about the, the good boss experience and what made them such a good boss.
1: Oh, my God. I, first and foremost, I have more good bosses than I do bad bosses. Brilliant. Thankfully, good to hear. Right. Um, and those good bosses I'm still talking to today those good bosses i can still pick up the phone and i could just laugh for 10 minutes and we we just you know they're so supportive and even when i went out on my own they, they like they are just like the engine behind what yeah. i'm doing so you know to have some inspirational little quotes from them it's just been so i'm so humbled by the support that i've had from those good bosses i will give a few shout outs because i have to because yeah. i i just love them um I'm gonna I'm gonna
0: force you to say why they you know (laughs) what they did that made them so good because we we want to learn yeah you definitely are should have been a politician
1: (laughs) I've actually been told that a few times (laughs) throughout my career number one would be Paul Butler he just embraced my fun side and when he allowed me to get so into that fun side the best of my work ever always came out because I just had so much fun with him and even still today. You know, if we ever had a situation where there was a crisis and um, we handled it with laugh and we handled it with how how are we going to get out of this? Yeah, but we'd always managed to get out of it somehow. So he just he created a lot of fun around what we were doing at yeah. work. So it was serious work, but there's always the people side to it, which I loved about Paul.
0: And I noticed you use the word we there. Yeah, always. A huge amount. Yeah. So he was a, you know, he 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 said we. You know what I mean? How are we going to get out of this? He's amazing. He's just
1: so amazing. Um, And then there's a guy called Ove, Ove Mard. Uh, He's Swedish, but he was my manager. Um, He was my, you know, what? probably when I got into the high tech, which is the multinationals. um, He was such, he was never intimidated by my fast pace of work. And again, like that I used to receive so many awards and you know, it's easy for somebody to go, Oh, I'm so good. But he was that boss that just encouraged speed and encouraged innovative thinking. And even still today, if I'm coming out with, you know, radio interviews or I'm doing whatnot, he's just so supportive and and he's seen some of the hardships that I went through as well, but he he protected me so much and he he's just he's like one of those people that when you identify a rough diamond he wants that d- rough diamond to shine. He yeah. really is people focused and because he was like that with me, I would work three times harder for him. Right. Yeah, three okay. times harder for him and even still today if he ever asks me anything, I'd be all over it. There's yeah. such respect for him for that's what he did for me.
0: And so that that's about You know seeing the 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 talent and developing the talent so that's that what his focus was was kind of like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna back it more and more and really promoting your strengths yeah and
1: he always had this motto which is like your success is my success yes and like back then you didn't really understand what that meant right but the fact that he would actually step aside to allow someone to excel Mm. that is such a quality that you never see anymore
0: right so that two great examples, if we look at what you learn in comparison when you when you look at both of those, the bad boss experience, which is quite extreme, yeah, you know, yeah. and then the good boss experience, which thankfully have had more of them, when you kind of bundle it all together and look at it from a helicopter view um what What do you think you'd take away from that if you were giving advice, which is something you do all of the time, yeah. but yeah. even from your own experience here, what would you kind of say to? to leaders or potential leaders in relation to what they could take out of the experience that you've had in your career so far
1: I think once you get a title that to understand how the empowerment of being a boss or being a leader you can have you have the choice of people leaving that office being happy or being sad and and I don't think people understand how how like how effective they can be Hmm. and sometimes when you go in and you might have a bad day you can affect a lot of people by that bad day Hmm. and i think just understanding that a lot of people fear you naturally Uh, yeah as the boss as a boss um a lot of people want to be inspired by you and it's a really tough role especially now with the younger generation coming through. But I don't think people or a lot of leaderships or certainly not the bad bosses out there. uh, They think it's okay to do that Hmm. where it can get serious. It can get very serious with people. I mean, you heard my case of the bad boss. I'm still talking about it and I'm still getting choked up talking to you about it. Yeah. You know, it's not something that I like to talk about. And how many years ago was that? Yeah. It's a long time. So
0: you're saying that even with the title boss or manager or team leader or whatever the hell it is, is, you know, that fear... the the possibility of fear and the possibility of inspiration lie in the title, actually.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So
0: you can do what you want with that. Yeah. And if you're not conscious of what you do with that. Yeah. It'll, you know, well, who knows? I mean, uh, if you you just kind of, uh, if you're not conscious of it, well, then you don't know whether it's good or bad.
1: Exactly, exactly. And there's too many, there's too many people out there claiming to be a boss or claiming to be a leader Mm. and they haven't got a notion of what it means. They don't know what it means. It's such with with that res their responsibility on these people is so high. Yeah. So so high. And they have no idea about that responsibility. They have no idea. We have a generation even today which is massive workforce now as we're, as we're yeah. talking about it. Um seventy three percent. I won't forget that. Seventy three percent. <laughs> in in you know, I've I was at a company last week it was eighty six percent. Like it's huge. Like right, it's yeah. just it's coming in quick and fast. But we also have a generation who are amazing at hiding everything.
0: Right. Because so they're experts, because
1: of social media. They can become right. whoever they want. So yeah. we okay. need really exceptional bosses to be able to take down those barriers. Interesting. We need them. And we don't have enough people out there with the expertise to go and do that. They just, We just don't. And we have seen an increase in mental health. We've seen an increase in depression, particularly in this generation. And we've seen an increase in suicides in Ireland. Yeah. You know, do you want to be responsible because you didn't use your empowerment correctly? Yeah. That's the truth. That's 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 the level that it can go to. Yeah, you have scary. to be conscious
0: of the responsibility. That's a good way of looking at it. You conscious have to of the be. responsibility. You
1: have to be, you know. I'm a beautiful example and I know it's terrible to mention depression and suicides and we don't want to go into that that, you know, dark side of the talk, but I've had really bad down days because yeah. of what's happened to me. Yeah. Like I've had you know i I could have easily you know even still today i I have some people that might bring up and say, "Oh, I heard you were x, y, and Z, when that's not the truth,
0: yeah, so it's, really, it's years later,
1: years later, so it's you know people just don't think that mm. individuals they have a lot of stuff that goes on at home, you never know what goes on in people's personal lives, just have a respect for people. And,
0: yeah, I always yeah, I always kind of say that, like, you know, people talk about bring your whole self to work. Yeah. And it's kind of like, well, actually tough, you have to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, because you're in the one body and that's the way it goes. Yeah. You can be in two minds. Yeah. As in you can put on a face, as you say. And I never thought about that in relation to the social media aspect of it. Actually, it could be Amazing. three faces Yeah, because you can have your digital face. Yeah. Your your uh, work face filter and face. then your, <laughs> your filter face. Yeah. <laughs> Just big, massive eyes <laughs> and a little <laughs> butterflies flying around your head. Um, and uh, then you have your home face which in our when people go home they have time to ruminate and think about the the bosses and potentially they're they're looking at other people who they work with on social media as well exactly who seem to be you know if they're thriving and work and doing everything and next thing god they look like they have a great life there as well so it's that whole thing of can't escape it as well and so so people take that in
1: oh they do and you know we're the most critical people on ourselves yeah and the mind is like obviously the most powerful thing you can ever have Mm. so um, letting those little things creep in yeah you know just because somebody said it I mean the amount of people that I've met throughout my years and because of something someone told them yeah years ago it still affects them yeah it's like it's, it's so it again understanding that you know you have a role to play and and your words are going to be so important to these people so be careful with your words
0: cool if if you if you could kind of say anything to the leaders who are there at the moment you know i know it's hard to boil it down into a kind of a paragraph but what would you say to people in relation to so the words are powerful you have responsibility but what could what one thing one small thing could they do today to become more aware of of that responsibility
1: just remember they started off somewhere before and Mm. sometimes if you give someone you know you talk about one-to-one coaching which you you're only familiar with Mm. um and they talk about you should balance it where it should be two positives one negative or or whatever the criteria is five to one five to one actually okay it's (laughs) definitely increased yeah since, since i've done the coaching yeah um but i think being authentic you just got to be authentic you've got to let people understand who you are to form any t- type of relationship i mean i work with people very closely and on am one one-to-one and i very much s- spill it out from the moment i meet somebody here's the three things that are really important to me you cross any of those three it's mm. really hard to get them back and and my three will be trust which is which is very 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 important to me which means if i'm gonna do everything i can for you i expect a lot of respect back Mm. because i'm okay to take bullets and i'm used to taking bullets but why should i take bullets if if there's no trust between the two of us um Mm. sincerity no surprise Mm. is is very key to me and never fob me off never mug me off because I've gone through an experience before, as you know, from my bad boss, yeah. that that's just going to be, that's like killing our relationship off once and for all, basically. So just understand as a leader, it's, you know, there's enough people out there that understand that it's very tough to be yeah. a boss or to be in a leader or manager or whatever it is. And it is getting tougher and it's going to continue to get tougher. But I think finding yourself and understanding who you really are and come across so authentic to people you will connect you will connect and you'll find out what's your people will actually help you look better yeah as well as you making them look better yeah and you got to be clever with how what way you do leadership does that answer the question
0: that absolutely answers the question (laughs) brilliantly (laughs) Um, I think we'll leave it there. Thanks a million, Lisa. Uh, You've just been brilliant. And uh, thanks for sharing with us. You know what I mean? I know that a lot of people will be interested to hear this. So, you know, I appreciate your honesty and your trust in me as well. Oh, nice. Your (laughs) your, your trust in all these these people who are going to be listening in. And um, if you want to know more about Lisa and her work, please do go on to www.engagesmith.com. Beautiful. And you will find out more about what Lisa does. Well worth talking to Lisa. She's just one of those people you can talk to for ages, which is (laughs) definitely why we've gone over time here. But uh, I think you'll agree that it was well worth it. So uh, Lisa, thank you very much for being on the the Good Boss, Bad Boss podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. And I'm, I'm really happy with that. Thank you, Stephen.
0: Thank you so much to Lisa for being so open with me during our chat. She's such a positive person and is a great example of turning adversity into action, which I commend her for. I really believe that more conversations like this can help leaders understand their responsibilities, and I think Lisa put that point across really well. If you have a guest you'd like to hear from or you have some comment on this show, please drop me a mail at stephen at com. You can find more from me at com, And I'll be back in December with another Good Boss, Bad Boss guest. Until then, goodbye.